What's up guys and welcome back to Sides of the Apron. Today we're talking about Smackdown Live that has just gone on the Friday. And without further ado, I guess we'll get straight into it. So it started with the dirt sheet uh, with the Miz and Morrison. And it was a pretty, you know, it was, I guess it's different. Uh, they're going for like a sort of news channel vibe where they're kind of mixing kayfabe with real live talking about you know trying to expose things but in a kayfabe way that they're not actually exposing anything but it seems like they are it sounds like a good angle i must admit it doesn't sound too bad um but he went on to say that he was the one that used his pulling power backstage to transfer mandy rose to raw uh making it so that uh, otis can focus on his money in the bank without having a woman around, you know, to distract him from cashing it in because he knows the weight of having the money in the bank. Whatever, heal stuff. It was pretty good. Um, and then Otis came out, did a full-on entrance before coming out because, you know, why not? And uh, proceeded to beat him up and take off all his clothes until he was left in pants. And for some reason, Miz was worried about this, yet he comes out in pants when he wrestles anyway. But uh, let's just move over that. Uh, next, we have... Jey Uso backstage and he was talking to uh, that God, I forgot her name the woman backstage who does the promos anyway and he said that the mis uh, it, last week was just miscommunication between him and Roman when Roman stared him down like he was a dad really upset with his child and he said that Paul Heyman rather more explained to him that it was a communication error rather than Roman Reigns and he's going into this Clash of Champions match thinking it's just going to be Sunshine and Roses if he loses it's cool if he wins it's cool and Roman's going to be fine with it and he's going to get absolutely destroyed at Clash of Champions, which is going to be a good angle because it's going to make Roman look like a big bad guy. And um, probably give Joe so, I don't know, maybe they'll keep pursuing with him. I don't know where Jimmy is. I might be uninformed on that situation. But anyway, it seems pretty cool. And then we had uh, probably the worst part of the show was Matt Riddle doing Know Your Bro. And it was him saying bro in different types of ways like angry sad and it was just if i had to pick one thing to never do it would be that and i don't know what do you think sometimes i really don't know it really confuses me it makes me want to grab a pen and stab my eyes out when i see it because it, it genuinely it genuinely baffles me and that's just his character just done for then he you know he's no longer good that's it he's done for so rip matt riddle we've known him uh, September 2020 um, good luck and then we had a moment of bliss with Nikki Cross and as we all know last week uh, Alexa Bliss sister Abigail Nikki Cross outside the ring uh, therefore turning about the fiend angle uh, and Nikki says that she will win against Bailey because the other time Sasha Banks was always interrupting not letting her have her moment uh, so I guess we'll see about that uh, then she questions Alexa Bliss, saying, uh, why did you do what you did? She then goes to say that, uh, basically, she can't help it. And she kind of goes in a trance. And she does it without even knowing. She says sorry. Um, then Lacey Evans comes out. And this was also a massive bad point of the show. She says that the reason why she lost that match last week in the Fatal 4 was because Alexa Bliss walked out on it simply put her off but I guess her character played it out really well but then Nikki grabs her tissue off her uh, I had to get that burp out because this is a bit bad bit I'm going to say 
does kind of feel like stuff you would need to get out of your mouth like a burp. She then blows her nose on her tissue. Uh, and that was really cringe, but let's move on. In the Nikki Cross Lacey Evans match that preceded that promo, we had Lacey Evans spraying hand sanitizer on Nikki uh, in the face without the ref giving a DQ, uh, even though that's probably illegal to do. And even the commentators are like, wait, isn't that illegal? Which doesn't really make sense when you put the two together. But then Nikki wins anyway with the surprise roll up because, you know, why not? What was it, surprise roll? I think it might have been. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Uh, then when Lacey gets beat, she rolls out the ring. She has a go at uh, Alexa Bliss and mentions the fiend, which seems to be Alexa Bliss's trigger word. And she goes into a trance again and she delivers her sister Abigail to Lacey Evans. So all is good in Alexa Bliss. I think she's probably the best one on the SmackDown roster at the minute. Uh, I think she's better than Sasha and Bailey just because... And then I feel like her acting skills are better than them too. And I feel like the angle is better with The Fiend. You know, there's more possibilities. So, yeah, that's good. But speaking of women, we had next, we had the Sasha. The Sasha. We had Sasha Banks at the Performance Center delivering a promo with one of those neck braces on you know, because of the chair and all that. And uh, she cut a promo about their history, how when she walks down the halls, she just thinks of them and what they've achieved, her and Bailey, obviously. And, uh, and she, you know, she, you know, she was doing the crying stuff. Um... And she said that she wants to face Bailey somewhere down the line and basically take the one thing that Bailey cares about, which is the world title. How many times have we heard that line? Take, I want to take the thing you care about. Uh, kind of want to put earplugs in after I hear that again, but, you know, we move on. Uh, but then she's not going to want to hear what comes next because Bailey hit her in the back of the... Uh, she hit her in the back of the back with a steel chair at the performance centre and was about to do the thing that she did last week where she put the chair on her neck and start stomped on it, but the referee stopped it this week. So I guess that builds up more tension between them. I'm going to assume that Bailey goes on to... Um, well, you know, I was going to say Bailey's going to retain at Clash of Champions to then give it to Sasha, but I think she might lose it so that they can have a rival, they can have a non-title rivalry. But then I guess that would make sense because Sasha said she wants to take the one thing that's important to her. I guess she can't do that if Nikki takes it. So uh, maybe they'll have a triple threat. I guess that's exciting, and you know, it's definitely better than recent stuff. Um, but anyway, next we had AJ versus uh, Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn was going on about uh, was uh, giving it loads to the ring announcer, saying, "Why didn't you announce me as Intercontinental Champion? I'm Intercontinental Champion." All this stuff that's been going on for weeks, as we all know. Um, and how do, and how does AJ win this match? Well, of course, you guessed it. The OP roll up. You can't beat them. Uh, it seems like everyone's doing them nowadays. And uh, you just, you just, they are OP. There's just no beat in the roll-up. You can't escape the roll-ups. Uh, but then again, Sami Zayn did try to do one to AJ, so AJ didn't it back, so I guess that makes sense in the terms of how they did it. But uh, then Jeff comes out, and he looked pissed. He was like, I'm winning this ratings war, war, mate. Matt Hardy is not beating me. I'm going to beat my own brother. That sounds weird. He comes out, he grabs a ladder, and he just beats the holy hell out of them. Uh, he does a cool move where... Sami Zayn went to hit him with his feet uh, into the ladder at the bottom of the ring and he kind of moved out of the way put it in the middle and it just backed up and hit them both in the face which I thought was a, was actually a pretty sick move I've not really seen that before uh, and then he sets the ladder up goes to hit a, I'm assuming was going to go hit a swan time bomb from the top of the ladder comes down and then says that he challenges them both to a triple threat ladder match at Clash of Champions which is kind of cool I think it's probably that's probably going to be the best match of the night Um Maybe there'll be other good map uh, maps matches, 
But uh, I think that was probably the best. It's probably going to be the best match of the night, and it sounds good. Then next we had a backstage angle for Otis, uh, because earlier in the night, Miz said that he had a plan for uh, the dirt sheet going wrong. And that seemed to be that he gave Otis a lawsuit because he got hurt, because he basically attacked him on his show, which you're not allowed to do, technically. I guess we're doing that now. And Otis kind of just sold this kind of really cheesy and cringily. and was like, what? what's a lawsuit i don't know what suing is because he's an idiot and i think there's something i don't really watch all of it but apparently it's if he does that again or doesn't pay the fine he gets his money in the bank taken away from him at this point i honestly just do take the money in the bank from him because i just can't get on board with that he's just not a good character i don't want to put anyone i don't want to put him down because i think a lot of people like him but it's just not really for me when you talk about world champions Yes, there have been some bad ones, but we're talking about ones we want here. And Otis, for me, is not that guy. Um, then we go backstage again, and Seamus was talking to Baron Corbin, and then the security guard pulls him over, he's like, yo, Seamus, you missed something. He goes over, and Biggie's like, ha, this is my plan all along. And then beats up Seamus, or well, tries to, he gets, he gets like a few punches in, and then Seamus runs off. And the security guard that was paid by Seamus to... to get uh, Big E a few weeks ago uh, was then beat the holy hell out of by Big E put through a car window and pretty much just straight up destroyed until uh, the guy that pretty much owns WWE now I forgot what his name is but you guys have probably seen him he's back to stage every single week he'd come out and stopped it and that was the end for Big E's retribution uh, no pun intended pun intended um, then Roman and Paul Heyman come out and this is just for me the best thing in wrestling right now Roman and Heyman and it's not reminiscent of Brock and Heyman which because well, that would be kind of just be like a I guess like a cheap version because we've already seen that before uh, and Paul Heyman goes to do his usual shtick where he talks on the mic Roman takes it from him and says no this is my yard and I come out first to prove a point because the, if you didn't know that I didn't say earlier but they're about to have a Samoan mayhem match I think that's what it's called. Am I not getting confused with the Mimosa Mayhem match? I think I might be. But it was a Samoan, basically, brawl. Oh, yeah, I think it's Samoan brawl. Um, which was him and Jay versus uh, Seamus and Baron Corbin. Um, and he says that it's his yard and he come out first to prove a point. And he doesn't always basically come out last. He doesn't, well, he doesn't always do heel stuff. So good on Roman. Uh, but then the best thing of the night, probably, was uh, the Samoan street fight. Uh... Roman put Seamus through a barricade, which was nice to see, after low-blowing him uh, on top of the table, which was good, because you're always expecting Roman to do the heroic thing, and when he pulls out these heel moves, you keep forgetting, like, oh, yeah, that, that's a bad guy, which is good. I like surprises, so, you know, I keep forgetting that Roman is not good anymore. He's heel, so, yeah, that, that does make it a lot better. Uh, but then, uh, nearing the end... Jey Uso grabbed Roman's universal title. He ran in the, he ran in the ring and hit uh, Baron Corbin with the title for Roman to then deliver a spear to Baron Corbin for then Jey Uso to do a frog splash on top of Roman's spear, basically, and basically kind of steal the win like Roman stole the win from him last week on SmackDown. Uh, and then he grabbed the title from... Uh, well, not from Roman, but Roman goes to pick the title up. Jey Uso grabs it before him, pretends to, like, celebrate with the title, and then Roman Reigns kind of looks at him and he's like, what the hell are you doing? He, he, and they're just joking around. They hug, they smile. And then Joseph gets out of the ring, walks away, and he's like all laughing. And then Roman basically looks at him as if he was going to kill him at Clash of Champions. And Paul Heyman, even himself, knew that Jey Uso is pretty much done and dusted 
when it comes to singles competitor because he's not going to be able to walk after this probably even as a tag team as well so let's all pray for jay so let's take a moment all right nice moment um so that was pretty much all of smackdown there wasn't a lot this week this is going to be like a what, 30 minute episode but um man the raw episode that i do is going to be scintillating um but if that's that that's it for today so check out the other podcast if you want to there's a raw one coming pretty much straight after this check out the instagram side of the story uh Check out the Instagram side of the apron. My other show is side of the story, which I host with Alex Burfalot, which is will also be a link on my Instagram to find that. Um, this will be on Spotify, I'm pretty sure, on some other places to go. So go check it out. Uh, that will also be on the Instagram, the places you can go find it. Thanks for joining this episode of Sides of the Apron. And I'll see you guys for Raw.